You're listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and I invite you to be curious about your unique experience of being human. In this podcast, we'll explore the deeper meaning of ordinary life experiences through conversation, stories, and education. You might have a serious aha moment, or you might just be amused by the movie your life seems to be imitating, or you might just be entertained by one of my awkward stories. I'm hoping you'll become more aware of those moments when a deeper part of you is prompting you to see things differently and maybe even go a new direction. So let's get started. In this episode, I continue reading from my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. Just to remind you, chapters 1 through 15 explored the different ways your unconscious tries to get your attention. Chapter 16 taught you the associations method to exploring your images. Chapter 17 was about a technique called active imagination. Chapter 18 was about exploring dreams. And in chapter 19, we're going to learn how to harness the wisdom of our bodies. If you're a woman or identify as a woman, you are aware of the complex nature of your relationship with your body. More and more men or those who identify as men are experiencing the same sort of love-hate relationship with their bodies too. Patriarchal systems and capitalism love this. The systems feed off of hierarchy and ranking and self-hatred. You can see it in the obsession with our bodies, in our attempts to sculpt our muscles, wear fancy yoga outfits to class, push ourselves to run marathons, and in our constant pursuit to lose weight. This all makes sense when you realize that the body, especially women's bodies, represent the feminine, which was devalued by patriarchy. And then that was doubled down on by warped interpretations of religious doctrine. We think it's only in Iran and Afghanistan that women's bodies are so threatening to men's sense of honor that they are forced to cover them. This, of course, reflects men's fears of women's power over them. But it's right here in the good old USA, too. Although it's not as much about men as patriarchal systems such as unhinged capitalism and the righteousness they find in warped versions of religious doctrine. These systems are digging in their heels before they disappear, as can be seen in the return of extreme desires to control women's bodies. This projection onto mostly women's bodies of patriarchal systems fear of going down is present in the most recent regression of women's rights. It reflects that indeed patriarchy is going down. Why else would it fight so hard to control women's bodies and undo decades of progress for women claiming power? the ultimate symbol of the return of the feminine and the unleashing of a new way of being human into the world out of the unconscious, the ultimate realm of the feminine. Your relationship with your body and how you view other people's bodies is deep, whether you are aware of it or not. Just as memories and trauma are stored in our brain's neural grooves, all this is also stored in your body. Your injuries, illnesses, mental health issues can be seen as metaphors operating in various parts of your life. Suffer from asthma? What is it in your life that is keeping you from getting a deep breath? Digestion issues? What in your life can't you accept anymore, digest anymore? Carrying excess weight for no good reason? What burden can't you let go of? You know what they say about your body being a temple for your essence? 
When you explore your relationship with your body, you automatically feel more compassion for yourself, which leads to having standards for what you deserve and having compassion for others. So let's get started. Chapter 19, Wisdom of the Body. In this chapter, I talk about the most ignored approach to connecting with the unconscious, the body. I provide two specific exercises to help you relate to your body in a new way. You might feel sillier doing these exercises than you did drawing and doing a dream council, but the more vulnerable you are willing to feel, the more you will be rewarded in a way of important insights. Lip service has been given to the idea of valuing the body as a source of wisdom and psychological healing, the mind still dominating as far as I can tell. Science confirms that personal memories and trauma are stored in the body. Collective trauma remains in our bodies from the lasting effects of living within a social system that devalues the feminine, women's bodies, and sexuality. This collective trauma shows up as discomfort with the body and even self-loathing which occurs among men too, and people who are seeking to be freed from gender identity. When natural instincts are denied and repressed, they often find a home in extreme ideas and movements. Sexual violence, human trafficking, and oppressive ideas about women's bodies and sexuality are enforced through shaming and validated by patriarchal religious doctrine. The individual women, men, and those beyond binary identity are seeking to heal the split between the body and spirit, and they are holding up a mirror to our own inner division. Megan Chance, and you can find her at meganchance.com, after years of working as a missionary with sexually exploited and oppressed women, started a movement called Reclaiming Feminism for Christianity. I may have personally lost hope for Christianity being able to transcend patriarchy, but Megan's podcast, Faith and Feminism is a great resource for women and men who need support unlearning and rethinking harmful ideas through a biblical lens. Your unconscious is trying to communicate through your body. Erectile dysfunction, for example, has a psychological component that many people skip over on their way to the pharmacy. In some cases, your body's screaming at you. No one teaches us how to speak the language of the unconscious, much less how to listen to what it is saying through our bodies and sexuality. Allowing the unconscious to express itself through your body can release emotions that desperately want to be expressed. My most significant insights occurred after coming into deeper relationship with my body. Movement therapist Daria Halprin, author of The Expressive Body in Life, Art, and Therapy, working with movement, metaphor, and meaning, suggests that for real transformation to take place, the body must be considered. A leader in the study of movement and dance, Sandra Fraley, in her book, Moving Consciously, Somatic Transformations Through Dance, Yoga, and Touch, emphasizes the importance of the body in complementing the mind. When our bodies and minds work together as partners, we have a deeper relationship with the knowledge we have gained. A huge cry has meaning, moves the soul, and releases toxins that have accumulated in the body from being so disconnected from our nature. As I related better to my emotions, I grew in my capacity to be a witness instead of a fixer as my young adult children learned to process their own emotions and reactions to challenging events in their lives. They were growing spiritually when they processed an initial grievance as a deeper issue and the ultimate unleashing of tears could make room for new understanding about themselves. 
Every time it happens, the whole thing feels like a big sigh, opening them up to new ideas about what to do next. Getting out of the head and into the body feels awkward and vulnerable, but only in those states can certain insights occur. Try this. Elevator exercise. As I learn more about the field of somatic depth psychology, soma means body, I came across this active imagination exercise. Take an elevator down to a part of my body? As a recovering control freak, I had been working hard to set my mind aside and allow myself to feel like a child again, and I knew that resistance to feeling vulnerable was a clue that it would be a powerful and helpful experience. This exercise will help you tap into the wisdom of your unconscious as it lives in your body. Find a place where you feel safe feeling vulnerable. Maybe do it with a friend if that helps you feel less silly. You can feel silly together and then go have wine or coffee. Begin by relaxing and centering yourself with big inhales and exhales. And then a sigh. Sighing is different than a regular exhale because it engages more of your body which results in making room for something new to happen. You will be taking an elevator down to an area of your body. It'll take about 10 minutes, and then you can linger in the experience and journal about it. If you would like me to guide you through the exercise, go to my YouTube channel at DebraLukovich.com. Ready? Close your eyes. Entering the elevator. You may have an idea of where in your body you want the elevator to go, or you may be open to where your imagination directs. I knew right away that my elevator was going down to the dark basement of my stomach, the part of my body with which I have a love-hate relationship. As you await the elevator, notice where you are. Are you in a hotel, an office, or other building? Do you need to push the button, or is the door already open? After you walk into the elevator, Notice its design, the lighting, how many floors there are, how long the doors take to close. When you get into the elevator, which button do you push? How does the ride feel? Is it one of those old-fashioned elevators that feels bumpy as you slowly move from floor to floor? Or does it move so fast your tummy feels like it's on a roller coaster? Does it have mirrors, or are the walls made of walnut-colored stain? Is the elevator going up or down? What's the temperature? How do you feel in the elevator? Nervous? Claustrophobic? Excited? Calm? Explore your body. When you arrive, how long does it take for the doors to open? As you walk out of the elevator, notice your surroundings. Where are you? Do your surroundings look like how you would imagine the actual inside of your body? Which organs, bones, or blood vessels can you see? Maybe you're in a hotel lobby or hallway, an office building, or high-rise apartment. Now where are you in your body? Your heart, ribs, uterus, brain? What is the lighting like? Brightly lit or like a dark cave? Is it warm and humid or cold? What do you see? Is there anyone else there? Feel free to ask them questions. Do you feel fear, curiosity, anxiety? Walk around a bit if you feel comfortable. Follow your imagination. Return to the elevator. When you're ready, walk back towards the elevator. Do you need to press the button or is the door already open? When you walk in, does the elevator look the same? How long does it take you to come back? Does the elevator go up or down? 
Do you feel confused, sad, excited, inspired, angry? When the elevator stops, walk out, relax, and breathe again. Let out a big sigh. Open your eyes when you're ready. Document your experience. Write down, type, and or draw your experience. Try to capture every detail, especially emotions and feelings. No matter what happened, it's all good. Use the associations method to find initial meaning in your experience. Sharing my insights. When I got into the elevator, it went down like I knew it would, but when the doors opened, I was surprised to find myself in the inside of a volcano. It felt warm and moist and the lighting was dim. As I walked through dark caverns, I noticed streams of slowly moving red and orange lava at my feet. It felt intense and comforting at the same time, and I wanted to linger, but feeling silly cut my trip short. When I returned, I realized I had been in my womb. I didn't know what to make of it, but I laughed when I wrote, there is a lot going on down there. A few days later, I decided to draw the experience. I started by drawing me sitting in a lotus pose with my eyes closed. I drew the orange, red, and black colors in the form of a river that swirled around me. My imagination then prompted me to draw a snake that started at the root of my spine and ended at the crown of my head. I didn't know the meaning of my drawing, but I felt it had been a significant experience. Around this time, the man who was my first post-divorce relationship shared that he felt conflicted about having sex outside of marriage. The initial disappointment evolved into embracing new experiences of intimate and sustained arousal without penetration. During a moment of stillness with him, a spontaneous fantasy emerged of his face between my legs, which then turned into a huge snake that I allowed to enter me. The experience of surrender and openness brought intense arousal and connected me to something transcendent. My elevator experience was beginning to be processed and my drawing hinted at the coming experience of reconciling my sexuality and spirituality and awakening of my life force, which in Hinduism is referred to as a kundalini experience. Two years later, when I journaled about an eruption of anger and an onslaught of menopausal hot flashes, new meaning exploded in a drawing that I named Womb on Fire. You can see it in Appendix 3. Releasing the energy from my body and allowing it to find expression in another drawing was what my intellect had needed to write the outline for a workshop I was going to be presenting called Healing the Collective Wounds that Prevent Deep Connection Between Men and Women. My mind did not develop the content, rather my mind brought form to the content that had been developed in the cauldron of my symbolic womb. Sharing my personal experience with this exercise is meant to encourage you to follow my lead trying something that goes against your usual way of gaining new knowledge. You can see that I found more and more meaning over time, and I did not need to interpret the experience, just be open to it. It was as if that experience was a prophecy, and the part of my body with which I had the most difficult relationship ended up being the source of my creative power. Movement. Have you thought about the permission you do or do not give yourself to take up space in the world? When I was in my 20s, I read an article suggesting that the new size ranges for women's clothes, which now included size zero, sent the message that women's value was correlated with taking up less space in the world. I thought about what a woman was really saying when she bragged about being a size zero. 
Are you aware of how much space you take up in the world? How you position your body around authority figures in friend groups or when accompanying your partner to a dinner party? Do you walk with people as equals down the sidewalk or do you defer to others to take the lead? Do you like to follow and if yes, why? Do you wrestle with others to be the first to do something and if yes, why? During yoga class, is your focus on comparing your poses with others or are you in competition with yourself? Do you linger in each pose, embracing the discomfort, or are you anxious to move on to the next? Do you ever feel like skipping down the sidewalk or doing a cartwheel, and do you go through with it? Do you love exerting yourself in physical activities, building muscle and strength? Have you taken hip-hop dance lessons for fun? Sharing my insights. How you move your body reflects your perception of your right to exist in the world. During one of my somatic depth psychology classes, we were asked to move the way our bodies wanted to move as we listened to different types of music. My resistance to the way my body wanted to move during one song intrigued me. And when I gave myself permission to make huge circles with my arms, taking up a lot of space, embarrassment came and then tears. I was overwhelmed with the realization I had been holding myself back from full expression as a human being. Recently, one of my coaching clients shared her experience of following her body while she was cooking and listening to music and how the experience led her to reflect about needing to establish stronger boundaries with members of her family. Try this. Choose some music. Are you a fan of the top 40? Blues? New metal? Folk songs? What's your favorite song or genre? Choose one or a mix of songs for this exercise. Find a safe space. You could do this with a friend, but only if that causes you to be more open to the experience. Alone is probably better. Allow your body to respond. Turn on the music and follow your body. Notice when you want to resist and then give yourself permission to feel silly and vulnerable. Does your body want to lay down or skip around the room? What do your arms want to do? Reach down and scoop something up and offer it to God or the goddess? Or reach straight up while you twirl in a circle, imagining yourself in a beautiful gown? Do your legs want to march? Your unconscious has an agenda that also wishes to be expressed through your body. Journal about the experience and or draw it. Include as much detail as possible. Use the associations method to find some initial meaning. Sharing my insights. The dreaded pigeon pose. If you practice yoga, you might be familiar with pigeon pose. It's hard to explain, but it's all about opening those hips, the place where stubborn stress accumulates. For years, I've been perplexed at how easy the pose is for others. After a 10-year break from yoga, I picked it up again when I moved to a beach town, diligently attending class twice per week now. One day, as we are settling into pigeon pose, I heard the instructor's words in a way I hadn't previously. She said, find your edge. It was a perfect symbol for where I was in my midlife transition. Let go of resistance, she said. I wondered what I was resisting by avoiding full expression of the pose. What was I afraid of, tearing a muscle? I realized I was hanging on tightly to something and then I let go, settling into my fullest expression yet of that pose. I felt the same psychological release as from one of my big cries. It was a soul-making experience, that dreaded pigeon pose. This chapter encouraged you to value the wisdom that exists in your body. The specific exercises were ones I found helpful in understanding how I was holding myself back. 
Pay attention to your body and how you try to control it and prevent it from fully expressing who you are or who your soul is nudging you to become. I hope you enjoyed my reading of chapter 19 and you're already feeling more compassion for your body, which is carrying around a lot of heavy stuff. I do have a video on YouTube where I lead a group through the elevator exercise. There's a short presentation before the exercise. Enjoy. You can get there via my website, DebraLukovich.com. And you can find more free content, follow me on Instagram, engage with my Twitter followers, and read some of my awkward short stories. Thanks for listening and sharing with others who need my framework for self-reflection. Until next time. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and you are listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. To get updates on new episodes, my writing, and how I teach my clients to get to know that deeper part of themselves, go to DebraLukovich.com. Oh, and if you're not ready for a coach, learn what my clients know in my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. You can check it out on my website or get it on Amazon.